0: Hello and welcome to Reasonably Fit. We're Jason and Lauren Pack, and this is the podcast for anyone who wants a more thoughtful and grounded approach to health and fitness.
1: As of right now, this podcast is still ad-free, but if you'd like to support us, the best way to do so is by leaving a rating and review wherever you listen to podcasts or by checking out our Rise program, which is linked in the show notes. Today we have another solo episode because unfortunately we had to cancel our (laughs) interview last week because once again, we were sick. It's been a just non-stop, never-ending cycle. We
0: have to be, we have to call this podcast Unreasonably Sick. Yeah. Because it's just been, it's been non-stop for the last four months or so.
1: Yeah. And I feel like I can't schedule anything. I feel so bad. This is actually the second time we canceled this guest. She is thankfully a friend, somebody who very much (laughs) understands what we're going through, but still really feels very unprofessional to be having to continuously cancel things or move things around. Um, So I'm nervous to schedule anything, Especially
0: because this one, I I got sick and it was, it was like, I mean, I would say 18 hours before I was totally fine. I
1: I literally confirmed the, I was like, I'm so happy to confirm that we're on for tomorrow. Like I sent it like 24 hours in advance and then I had to email her that morning and be like, just kidding. We (laughs) Jason woke up, but you had like 103 fever. Yeah,
0: that night I was like, I was like, "Ah, I feel a little bit weird, but hopefully I can just sleep it off. And then. I did not sleep it off. <laughs>
1: no, you did not sleep it off. But you slept it off the next – like you actually recovered from it pretty quickly. It was quickly.
0: like a 24-hour thing. Yeah, yeah. not too bad. But um, but I was definitely not in podcast shape.
1: Yeah, I know. it was uh, So a little bit unfortunate, which is why this episode is coming to you a day late. We're actually recording it on Tuesday, which is when we typically release, release the episode. Them. And I'm going to try to do a quick edit turnaround to release it on Wednesday, which will be the day before Thanksgiving, which we felt like we could actually do a seasonal – themed episode today. Yeah, so
0: hopefully you're listening to this, you're cleaning the house, you're getting some <laughs> stuff together, you're uh, preparing your dishes. Yeah, and, just having some yeah.
1: relaxing time because it's such a relaxing time of year. So relaxing. <laughs> no <laughs> No, no
0: drama, like yeah, it's, yeah. it's all great.
1: <laughs> yeah, <laughs> um, but hopefully actually today's episode will help you to feel a little less stressed if that is something that you go into the holidays with, especially if there is any stress or Nervousness or anxiety around eating around the holidays or during the holidays. So that's what we want to talk about today. We're going to, this is going to be a fairly quick episode, but we kind of just want to talk about the approach that we tend to take, some things that we've done in the past that maybe we wouldn't do now, um, and sort of just like general mindset practices around eating around holidays that can potentially help you approach it with a little bit more empathy and self compassion.
0: Yeah. I think maybe the best place to get started is perhaps by sharing your sort of experience, Lauren, in terms of eating around a holiday and kind of like approaching food around a holiday.
1: Yeah. So when I was very deep in sort of a lot of body image struggles and also just like had a very bad relationship with food and with my own body, the holidays were a time of extreme anxiety and stress for me because it was... I knew that there was going to be a lot of food available to me that typically I tried to avoid because my whole journey with food was always this like restrict and binge sort of fluctuation. So it was always, I was super clean. Like if you saw me, if you were my friend or even a family member, like, you knew, I made sure you knew that I only ate clean, that I didn't eat carbs, that I didn't eat sweets. Like you, and, and by you knew that, I mean, you believed that about me, but the truth was I restricted those things as much as I humanly possibly could in front of other people. And socially, yeah. But when I was alone, that's like all I could think about and all I, and I could not control myself around foods like sweets, especially sweets and carbs, because those were the things that I was taking out the most. So when it came to holidays, leading up to the holidays, I would do a lot of restricting because that was something that I was like I know I'm going to eat bad badly on the holidays which is not something not a term I would use now but what I would say then would be I know I'm going to bin or I'm going to um indulge or indulge, gonna, yeah, yeah that would be the word I'm going to indulge on Thanksgiving. So I'd try to restrict my calories, I would try to make sure I was eating super clean, whatever that means, really hard. work out super hard leading up to this event. So I was like creating all of this stress on my body by restricting my food intake by increasing my calorie output like all of this stuff just leading up to this moment so that alone was a lot Mm -hmm. to do and then the day of there would just be so much emotional and physical stuff going on for me so I would once again like in the morning I wouldn't eat I would like try not to eat breakfast like I was like preparing for this big meal that I was going to indulge in. But then as soon as the food came out and starting with appetizers, like I I would truly binge. Like it really was a binge, like out of control, couldn't stop myself from eating. And as I was doing it, I was constantly, anybody who was around me, which is just my family, I was constantly making an excuse for what I was eating and talking about how, oh, it's like, I love to do this just on the holidays because I never eat foods like this. Like I was constantly talking about how bad I was being for eating these foods and how I would never really do this in real life. And I never considered, like, never mind the fact that there was obviously a lot of internal stuff going on there for me. I never even considered what the person on the receiving end of that conversation was potentially feeling about the fact that they're also eating this food that I'm quote unquote, indulging in and would never eat and is saying, I'm saying is really bad for you. Like, how are they feeling about me saying all this stuff? So that's a whole other side note. But um, that's pretty much how the day would go. It would be a complete binge that day, which... There's a difference between enjoying the day and binging. And I, I don't want to make it seem like if you eat a lot of food on Thanksgiving, you're binging because that's not true. What I, And actually, I would recommend going back and listening to our interview with Sohi because one of the things she talks about is this feeling of loss of control. And that's definitely what it was. It wasn't that I was just eating a lot because I was choosing to. It was that I truly felt like I had no control over the amount of food I was putting into my body. So that would be the entire day. And then it would lead me into the absolute shame spiral of over-exercising, punishing myself for everything I ate for the next several days into weeks.
0: Yeah. I mean, you would do a workout with your family the, the next morning. So it yeah. would just be like right back into restricted eating, really hardcore intense workouts, and then you're just kind of starting the cycle all over again. And even just you explaining that story I feel like I was like my blood pre- my blood pressure was like rising <laughs> like this is like this is like a big event that you're culminating and peaking for this yeah. Thanksgiving event <laughs> yeah. and even when we'd be you know when I'd be near you I could totally feel something different about your energy it was almost like a, a panicked energy because you were just trying to just take in everything that you were restricting yourself of from the weeks leading up prior and yeah. obviously just your lifestyle prior to that. And it was a very anxiety induced state where you're trying to just consume as much as you could because your body's like, I've been restricting for so long and punishing myself for so long that I deserve this, that I deserve to indulge in this. Right. And like just a lot of back and forth, uh, thought process there. Yeah,
1: exactly. Right. It was like, it was truly like I was punishing myself, then rewarding myself and then punishing myself and rewarding myself instead of so you can think of it in like if you're looking at a graph you're thinking of it as these like big peaks and valleys right of Mm -hmm. like like way down at the bottom is when I'm like restricting everything restricting everything and then I and then I shoot up with like a huge meal or like binging and and just saying I'm going to treat myself or I deserve this because I've had all this time of restricting my calories. So then I'm like shooting up way high. And then I'm like, okay, now I need to punish myself and I'm going way down low. And there's like these peaks and valleys as opposed to (laughs) what you could do or what I do now, which is sort of where I would hope at that time where I would have hoped my baseline was, was down low and straight. Mm -hmm. I hoped that I never ate sweets. I never (laughs) ate carbs. I just consistently ate "Quote unquote clean," and I was just down straight line in this chart. And what I've done instead is just bump that chart up slightly, Mm -hmm. and now I actually maintain a line where there is treats, there are treats, there are sweets, there are carbs. Like all those things are just in my day all the time, and there's never a need to peak way high or to drop way down low Mm -hmm. because I don't feel restricted. I don't feel like I need to punish myself. I don't feel like I need to treat myself. I just feel like everything is available to me and therefore things are simple.
0: Yeah, you do not have a restrictive diet anymore. You have a much more flexible diet so you just kind of adapt to whatever is happening with life. Like sometimes like things are going great and you know that you're uh cleaner with your food intake and all that and sometimes you're sick or the kids are sick or you're not sleeping as well and you just allow yourself that flexibility and I feel like instead of peaks and valleys now it's just Ebbs and flows. Yeah. And it just makes it so much more mentally just fulfilling and enjoyable to go through that process instead of all the spikes that you had to deal with before.
1: Yeah, exactly. It's just there is no mental strain anymore around it. And then I can be also more practical when it comes to my choices. Like, like, yes, I know that tomorrow or what yeah, when you're listening, it'll be tomorrow, <laughs> tomorrow on Thanksgiving. Um I don't plan on restricting anything like I definitely there was also a period in my life where I would plan on not eating certain things on Thanksgiving, mm-hmm. which that's a whole other like mindset that a lot of people do have. Like, well, I'm not going to eat any I'm not going to eat stuffing. I'm just going to have turkey and the vegetables. vegetables. <laughs> I'm not going to have any sides. I'm not going to have any dessert. Like, I mean, if that's and I guess I should have prefaced all of this to with you have to do what you feels good for you in this moment right now personally and everyone is going to be at a different place in their life and a different mindset going into everything. But these are some of the mindsets that I've had going into a holiday and some of the mindsets I know others have had that have turned out to be harmful for them in, mm-hmm. the, in the grand scheme of things, right? That have turned out to be like not a healthy approach to going into the holidays. So one would be like this, I'm going to like throw every like, I, I have all these, like, hardcore rules for myself and I'm throwing them all out the window and I'm going to eat as much as I possibly can stuff into my body. Like, that's one approach that I've used that hasn't necessarily been good because that that peak turns into a valley. Another one is, like, I'm going to stay on my strict diet even on Thanksgiving. And that's another thing where you're like, but it's Thanksgiving. And, like, it's, a, you know, there's there's more to being healthy than just what you eat, right? And, like, Yeah, it's going to
0: take away from the whole experience if you are constantly, yeah, thinking about what you can't do and what you're going to do around food instead of just enjoying and being in the moment.
1: Yeah, 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 exactly. So, yeah, if you're in a similar mindset to where I was or where I know so many people have been in the past going into this holiday Hopefully this kind of gives you a, a moment, like if you can take a moment to take a deep breath and think about the big picture. Like we like to talk about zooming out and thinking about the big picture just in general and that this is one day and that it is not going to be, it's not going to have a massive impact on any of your goals, any of your your physique, your activity level. Like it's not, it's one day. And so to approach it with a little bit less stress a little bit less anxiety knowing that this one day is really not going to have that big of an impact but it can have a big impact if you let it create if you let it become this huge event because Mm. then it snowballs and it goes into those peaks and valleys but if you just kind of let it be a little bit more neutral a little bit more relaxed that can actually help you to then move forward a lot easier
0: yeah because the alternative is to yeah like create these peaks and valleys And have this ripple effect that you always feel like you're playing catch up with. And when you're in that position, you're definitely in just a heightened state of stress and anxiety and never feels like you can actually catch up.
1: And I feel like if you set yourself up with this more um, neutral approach, basically, to the day, then you are less likely to overeat. Right. And like, so there is, there is a level of overeating that is uncomfortable, that makes you feel sick. Like there, we don't really necessarily want to be there. I mean, unless you really do, but most people don't want to feel sick. They don't want to feel like they have to like lie down and take a two hour nap after eating a meal. Most people actually just want to eat the foods that they enjoy and feel comfortable at the end of it. Right. And so if you have a more neutral approach to the day and you're not like restricting all morning in order to peak for this meal that like your body can only handle so much food and so then you overstuff it because you've been restricting you're not you're not going to feel great right yeah. like nobody feels great after a massive massive meal so instead You could just approach the day as if it was a regular day and Mm -hmm. eat breakfast and have some snacks and then go into the meal and have a little bit of everything, but you don't have to, if you're not so panicked about making sure that you save up your appetite and like so that you can have this giant meal, then you're not going to necessarily want to overeat.
0: Does Mm -hmm. that make sense? Yeah, yeah. And also just when you approach it more neutrally, you're going to be like, okay, I don't have to get my third plate. I can just, my body is telling me clearly that I'm very full at this point. I can just kind of back off. And then I know I'm going to have leftovers later and leftovers tomorrow and make sandwiches the next day. And just like, there's going to be plenty of opportunities for you to continue to experience this food and all that and just not be quite as panicked about it.
1: Yeah. I remember um, a mantra that I had for myself early on when I was starting to try to create a better relationship with food was food isn't or hunger isn't an emergency for me right now. Mm. And that was something that I would say to myself. And I couldn't have said that. um, It wouldn't have been healthy for me to say that in my early days of trying to restrict my food as much as possible, because I would that would lead me to be like, "Ooh, I'm a little bit hungry, but I should still not eat. So that's definitely not what I'm saying. But with that was my reminder to me that if I'm a little hungry, it's not an emergency. I have access to food. I'm very grateful for that. That's something I'm thankful for is that I always have access to food. So I don't need to panic and freak out and eat as much food as possible in that moment if I feel a little bit hungry. I can know that food is going to be available to me. I'm very grateful for that. And I think that a lot of times we forget that and we do think that this is like, like on Halloween, for example, we could have done it for that too. We think (laughs) that like, this is the only time of year I can have Reese's or Snickers and it's like, it's actually available to you all year round. And if you let it be available to you all year round, you don't feel like you need to eat the entire bucket of Snickers. You can just know that they're there. And if you decide you want one one day, you can kind of weigh your options. Like, do I want it? Or am I just kind of like craving something chocolatey and I could maybe do it a different way? Like you just get to be more mindful and aware of why you're hungry, why you're feeling like you want certain foods as opposed to just like, I'm hungry, I panic. Mm -hmm. And that's how I used to react to hunger. And so hunger isn't an emergency for me right now in this moment is something that always helped me once I was past like really, really restricting myself all the time. Mm. So I definitely take that approach on Thanksgiving. Like, just like you were just saying, like like me being hungry and wanting all this food doesn't mean this is the only opportunity for me to ever eat these foods. And like, (laughs) even if it's a special Thanksgiving dish, you truly can make it any time of year. (laughs) So don't forget that. Like, if you want stuffing in... July, you can make stuffing in July. Yeah. <laughs> so it's just a reminder that none of this is so, so special that you have to make yourself uncomfortably full because you'll never get it again. Most likely you will, unless you have like a chef in your family that you only see once a year. If that was the case, I probably would indulge a little bit more. And so that's what we're saying with all of this, I guess, is like you do, you do need to make some of these choices as an individual and do what feels best for you, but we don't have to approach it with so much weight and so much heaviness on us.
0: Yeah. And I feel like it, you know, a lot of this will take care of itself as long as you follow our sort of reasonably fit principles throughout the entire year. As Mm -hmm. long as you're not being overly restrictive and putting so much pressure on yourself and building all of your anxiety up uh, throughout the year, it's just like you were saying before, like just taking emotion out of it and just being more neutral about it and just, being adaptable and flexible. And that just helps you to be in this mindset where when these big events or holidays or vacations or all this sort of stuff pops up, you just kind of go with the flow and ebb and flow as you're um, going about life.
1: Yeah, definitely.
0: Now, after Thanksgiving, a lot of you, especially for those of you who are fitness enthusiasts, are going to want to work out really hard and burn all those calories you just ate. And I remember... There were all sorts of classes back in the day that were called like burn the bird. There would be special <laughs> classes all around you know, the major cities and all that. Burn the bird and like burn all the calories. And like people would just wake up so early after just indulging and in, engorging themselves <laughs> and then expecting to do like this really intense workout right after to try to burn those calories off. And again, we think that that just puts you in this sort of negative headspace and this catch-up mentality because if you go the next day right after you restrict your calories, you go through some high intensity workouts, you're going to put yourself right back in a cycle of peaks and valleys and of putting a lot more emotion into this rather than just being neutral about it. Instead of just being like, "Hey, uh we had Thanksgiving yesterday and then I'm just
1: <laughs> And now it's Friday.
0: <laughs> yeah, and now it's Friday and I just go back to my normal routine." Because ultimately, let's say let's say you're sort of like homeostasis, and we don't really like to talk about calories, but just like to put some uh, like qualitative numbers on this or quantitative numbers (laughs) on this, let's say your baseline is 3,000 calories. You kind of just naturally eat 3,000 calories like on average throughout the week. And that's kind of maintaining you at your baseline weight. Thanksgiving comes around, you eat, let's say, 4,500 calories. That just raises your weekly caloric amount a little bit and raises your average daily amount just a little bit. You might gain a little bit of weight. But the next week, you just go right back to your very standard diet of 3,000 calories, and the next week you do the same thing, and the next week you do the same thing, and your weight will slowly just fluctuate back down to its normal baseline weight that feels comfortable for where you are. And so you don't have to do anything drastic. You don't have to burn 1500 extra calories that next day and like force yourself and just deprive yourself. Just let things naturally take its course. And over the course of two to three weeks, those calories will negate and you'll return back to your baseline uh, weight and caloric intake.
1: Yeah, definitely. I think, yeah, I think we avoid talking about calories so much because it's definitely a trigger. It's definitely something that I know that a lot of our listeners don't really want to be focusing on. And it, we're definitely not saying that like you need to be eating a certain amount of calories. It's really more like you were just saying, Jason, like there are, there is sort of this just like general baseline that most of us have that whether we count our calories or count our macros or not, we kind of just have this baseline, right? Or intuitive like intuitive eating. Yeah. Like I don't know. I have no idea how mm-hmm. many calories I take in in a day. No interest in knowing because I feel... Comfortable with where I'm at, right? So I'm feeling like I, I'm not, you know, I'm not low energy. I don't feel overly full. Like I just feel good on a on a daily basis. So I don't really care how many calories I'm taking in. I know that this is sort of sustaining my workouts and sustaining my goals. That's all I'm worried about. And so we're not saying that you need to know the number or that you need to be focused on that in any way. It's just hopefully you have found sort of just like a general routine that feels good for you and your body. And you can maintain that throughout the majority of the year. And then when you have these little blips, these little like increases in intake, it really is just that one little day. And then you can just move back on. And it doesn't actually affect anything in the grand scheme of things. Mm -hmm. It really, really doesn't. Except for, yeah, maybe if you weigh yourself on Friday morning, you're probably going to be a little heavier than you were the day before. Like you did just ingest, like you physically have food in your body. (laughs) Like it's going to be, there's going to be some weight gain there, but you can then go back to your regular routine. Things are going to even out.
0: And we have said the same approach for so many different things, right? Like let's say you got sick or you were on vacation and you missed some workouts. We rarely ever recommend to go back and try to Do those missed workouts that you have to skip due to sickness or traveling or whatever. We just want you to just get right back on track the following week with your day one, week one workouts and go from there. Because again, when you zoom out at the end of the day, these are all just tiny little blips on a graph and all we're looking for is just a general trend of consistency over a long period of time and all those things just level out, get ironed out and ends up contributing to your fitness levels. Yeah.
1: Okay, one other thing I want to talk about is the potential for someone in your family or friends making comments about either what you're eating or your body or your weight, anything like that. I know, you know, I've heard stories of people saying that their relatives who they haven't seen in a long time made some sort of comment on their weight or on what they were eating, and it really put them in a negative mindset and really made the whole holiday feel like, awful. Everyone shows up to a family gathering or an event or a holiday and they're hoping to just enjoy themselves, right? And then these things come up and it really is something to keep in mind is if somebody else around you makes a comment about what you're eating or your weight or your body, most likely there's something going on with them internally where they're worried about what they're eating or their weight or their body and they're projecting that on you and I do think that that's important for you to remember because it can feel awful in the moment if somebody makes a comment that that feels embarrassing to you or feels like they were being rude or being mean it can feel really awful and I definitely think it's completely uncalled for I don't think I mean you know you've listened to this podcast like you know that how we feel about people making comments on other people's bodies but it's If it happens, hopefully you can take a breath and remember that that is something going on with that person and that hopefully they can handle whatever is going on with themselves so that they stop projecting their own issues onto you because it's very unfair to you. But hopefully you can know that it has not a reflection on you as a person. And if you can go into it kind of armoring yourself with that awareness, Mm -hmm. when it happens – you can have this sort of, you're like protected, like you're already protected because you already know that it could happen and you already know that it isn't a reflection on you, right? And so that you can go into this with the response can be simply, you know what, I actually feel, I feel good. Or yeah, I've been, I've been, you know, crushing my workouts these days and I'm feeling really strong. Or you can just completely redirect the conversation. Mm. You don't have to acknowledge it. You can ignore it or you can, Call them out if you want to, (laughs) you know, like you choose how you react to it. But armoring yourself with the understanding that there's probably something going on for that person, not that person thinks I'm ugly, that person thinks I'm lazy, all of these things that can tend to, and I have been in that headspace of that's your immediate thought when somebody makes a comment about like, oh, you're eating another like meatball. (laughs) Like maybe it's something completely like innocuous, but If you're in a negative mindset or if you're worried about what other people are going to be thinking about you, you can definitely internalize that and take that on as your own burden and your own, like, really negative feedback.
0: I think just what you're saying about just building up a little bit of armor and setting that sort of expectation to almost, like, expect it, right? Because this idea of food and body image and insecurity like it just comes up in that sort of environment in this big holiday family environment like those sorts of feelings come up and you'll start to notice all sorts of different stuff right like so you'll notice people being on the offensive instead of Mm. taking all the stuff that they're feeling inside and just redirecting it upon someone else so you see that all the time for you you're not a confrontational offensive person so you put it you get ahead of all that talk by saying that you're eating all this mm. stuff and indulging and you don't normally do this and all this sort of stuff mm. and so all everyone's just thinking about it in some sort of way <laughs> and unleashing it whether upon themselves or someone else or out into the ether and so just to kind of set the expectation that a lot of people are thinking about it and just are reacting to it in different ways i guess so if someone yeah (laughs) says oh you're getting another play getting another meatball it's like this is part of your holiday to experience and enjoy so definitely don't feel like you should just Stop eating. Yeah, don't get the next plate. Don't get the next meatball or whatever. <laughs> I don't it know is. why
1: we. I, mean, uh, I don't. I don't know anyone who has meatballs on Thanksgiving. <laughs> it just came. It came out of my mouth, and now you've just rolled with it.
0: But just go along with the plan that we've stated before. Is just do whatever feels good in the moment for you, and that fits with your overall plan.
1: Yeah, there. I like talking this all out is making me have so many memories of myself going through a lot of this internal struggle. And one of them, we, my family is very short. Like the women, actually everyone in my family is short on my mom's side of the family. And that's who we celebrated Thanksgiving with. And I think I was like 16 at the time. No, I was probably like 18 because I had quit gymnastics and I had gained a lot of weight, but I'd also grown a lot. And to my family, I was really tall. I'm 5'4". <laughs> but my most and a of, half, And a half. Most of my family is like five 5'1". Maybe 5'2". And so I remember we were lining up taking a family photo and I have a cousin who's going to be coming to Thanksgiving tomorrow or Thursday. We're so excited. But she's tiny. She's always been really tiny. And I was standing next to her and whoever was taking the picture was like, oh my gosh, Lauren looks huge standing next to Erica. And literally (laughs) they were saying, I'm a lot taller than Erica and bigger. I mean, I am a truly bigger human than my cousin.
0: like everything. A
1: bigger person than Erica. That's what the person on the other side of the camera, who didn't even know, they're a neighbor. Like yeah. they didn't even, they were just like, look at Lauren, she's so huge next to Erica. And I had so, I mean, I remember crying. Like I went to the bathroom and cried about oh, it. Wow. I'm like going to cry now because it was so like, the comparison to family members is really hard. Ooh, <laughs> I expect to get emotional. I think sometimes now when I talk about this stuff, I forget how it felt to feel so insecure to feel like people were judging me I almost feel like this whole episode I was more flippant and more um just laid back about this conversation than I even maybe should have been because I'm so far past some of those feelings but putting myself back there brought a lot of them back up (laughs) So (laughs) if you're listening and you feel like you couldn't relate to some of the earlier stuff because you're not in a good headspace, maybe this was the moment that you needed and maybe it's the moment I needed to bring myself back to um, feeling those ways because it really is painful and it can feel really heavy and it can feel like something you're never going to get past. Um, But you absolutely can and it takes just a lot of work and it takes a lot of self-confidence and it takes a lot of, armoring um, yourself against those comments that in the moment aren't meant to be harmful but can feel extremely, extremely heavy.
0: So you can see why we, I mean, we have so many drafts of videos and podcasts and Instagram topics centering around weight, body image, calories, diet, like all that sort of stuff where we kind of teeter on the edge of posting something and then we pull back because we we're always considering some sort of variable or person that might take the message in a negative or harmful way. I mean, even when we were just talking about the general calories, we were hesitant, but we kind of went with it just to kind of illustrate the example in a quantitative way. Um but we are always trying to be as mindful as possible with our messaging around this topic because it does, I mean, obviously bring up a <laughs> lot of emotion and a lot of uh, deep-seated stuff that uh, that is um, very impactful.
1: Yeah. All right. I pulled myself together. I might actually leave in that little conversation that you just had, we, me and you just had. Jason and yeah. I just had a little quick conversation and who knows, maybe I'll leave it in for you and, and let you hear it. But just kind of talking about how... If that same thing happened to me now, how would I feel? Um I'm gonna leave it in. I'm gonna let you let you all hear it. I didn't expect to feel that way.
0: I feel like as you were telling the story, you were like in it. Yeah. Yeah, like, I like, like really remember. I remember yeah. where
1: we were standing, it's like
0: Oh my god. What do you what do you what do you think would happen if someone said that? I mean, obviously you don't want to say that, but like saying it now.
1: I'd be like, Yeah, I am I'm much bigger Bigger, than Erica. I I have no problem with that now. Literally no problem with that now. But it just felt like they were saying so much more. It felt like they were saying she was healthier, fitter, thinner, skinnier, like all the things I wanted to be. And so to say that she was more of that than me felt like, and, and, you know, and I knew that I was trying to be fit. Like I was trying to do all the right things. And so it just felt like somebody saying like, well, you're not doing enough. Mm -hmm. But now I'm like I, I can't be physically as small, small as Erica. Yeah, yeah. I, I don't. Want, I. It's not even like I could if I ever tried. If I did all the most unhealthy things, like I couldn't be her yeah. size. I'm not built to be her size, and so I think now it's just that understanding that it's just yeah, like bodies are unique, and yeah. like you don't like comparing your body to somebody else's, even if they're a family member and like you ha- share genetics. Like it's just. There's just no point to doing that, and it yeah. just only causes issues for you. So, yeah. anyway, but now I, I'm back. I'm not <laughs> crying anymore. Well, my I probably have mascara running down my face because I actually did makeup this morning. Anyway, I think that's what we have for you today. I mean, I think that's kind of the ma- the main gist <laughs> of it is what we wanted to get across was that this is it can feel like a. High anxiety, high stress day, and yes, there are a lot of things that go into this that can make it feel that way, but you do have control over a lot of it if you if you ready yourself for the day and you remind yourself that this is just a day and that you can move forward. Whatever happens on this day, on this holiday, you can move forward in a way that is very much back on that even-keeled trajectory without looking backwards
0: after Thanksgiving, no need to burn the bird. Yeah. Unless Friday is a typical workout day for you just go through your typical workout. No need to go faster or heavier or harder. Just do your planned incremental increases with progressive overload. Or if you need a decrease, feel for to decrease because you might feel sluggish or hungover or <laughs> exhausted, whatever it might be. But again, next week, don't try to do extra workouts. Don't try to deprive yourself. Just go back to your normal routine Things will normalize and everything will be all gravy.
1: <laughs> Perfect ending.
0: <laughs> and until next time, sweat out. Happiness in. Boop.